0: The Dragonlance Nexus is proud to present the Dragonlance Canticle.
1: And welcome back to another exciting Fireside Chat with the Dragonlance Nexus. I'm Chuck. I will be hosting tonight, I guess. I've been promoted or demoted. Depends how you look at it. (laughs) And
0: I'm with someone else, not just myself. It's always good to, to not be totally by yourself, because if you're talking to yourself, as long as you're not answering it two different voices, right? But, oh, I'm Ed. I'm also part of the Nexus team. I do stuff. Good evening. You started doing stuff, stuff now? I do stuff for the Nexus. Run a game, which is you know, been uh, pretty okay, mostly, once we get all of our technical stuff out of the way.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, that takes time. I mean, n- none of us are computer
0: programmers. This is true. This is true. If, if anyone uh, hasn't seen it, we've been running a Dragonlance game on Discord, uh, Dragons on the River of Time. We've done two sessions. Each of those sessions has had a few bugs. We're working on them. The gnomes are working hard. But that's not why I'm here tonight. I'm here because I'm Chuck here. invited me. I don't even know why I'm here. Why am I here, Chuck?
1: Well, it's self-promotion is always a good reason to be here, so... That's no. our promotion, though. You're on that game. I understand. It's still promoting, so we, we got to love it.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Uh, yeah. So we are doing a different format than we normally do on the canical. So this is a uh, just a two-person discussion topic type thing. Just having a chat, fireside chat. So um, Ed's got his beer. I've got my feet up. Uh, don't have the fireside roaring tonight. It is the middle of summer here.
0: Yeah, it was definitely It's actually cooler. I'm in Dallas, so it was only in the 80s today because we had a lot of rain. So it's like the first cool day we've had.
1: I say we were in the uh, 90s and with with the heat index well in the hundreds. So up here in the northern
0: plains where we just bake. This is true. It's pretty hot over there. Um and flat from all that I've ever read. <laughs> oh,
1: no, it's it's definitely flat.
0: So um it's usually windy as heck. Yeah. It gets windy here, but not during this time of the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just been hot. But since they, I'm pretty sure what happened is they, you know, there was a hurricane down in South Texas. Uh, and I think all of that rain kind of traveled up a little bit. And now it's just a gentle rain. So it's been nice because my yard has really needed it.
1: But was going to say, uh, rain, rain is good. And, um, we could use more of it up here too, but we're not here
0: to talk about the weather, I guess no, but it's always a good segue into new things other it, other conversations.
1: It is, so we could talk about the uh upcoming uh, election cycle. we can talk about the upcoming uh lunar eclipse, which is maybe like three years away, yeah,
0: yeah, what about the eclipses on crin? all three mm-hmm. at one time. <laughs> Isn't that called Night of the Eye? Yes. I wish those had it's, it's funny because I feel like they happen so much more in the books than when you were looking at that tracker calendar.
1: But, I mean, it's just it's a miracle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no election for me. I don't I've had more than enough of that uh on, on the on the socials. But um now tra- we're are, to talk are, Dragonlance in are, some
1: are we announcing martinelle merkel
0: 2020?
1: no no oh, okay I guess, I guess that announcement will not be happening tonight folks uh not we'll go back we're, I thought we were running on the dragon campaign or <laughs> platform
0: aren't you you're you're a dwarf aren't you happy being a dwarf we don't need to we don't need to have uh, run for office.
1: That's true. But we
0: are
1: are going to talk tonight about what keeps us in Dragonlance. So um, that's going to be kind of the the topic tonight. And we're going to come back and forth with with some different uh, interesting statements, fun stories. And um, we will not talk anymore about politics.
0: Totally. And we really didn't talk about politics. Unless it's Dragonlance politics. Hey, even then, people get kind of meh. But I mean, we're... the
1: Seekers were a great group of people.
0: <laughs> they lasted all of one book. Hold on, did they get a pre book or something? I feel like they got
1: something. Uh, I mean, they got a consolation prize. They got some, you know, kitchen mittens and <laughs> door a door prize, $25 gift card to the end of the last home.
0: Fake gods, all those fun
1: things. Yeah, yeah. But so Ed,
0: how long? So tell tell us about your Dragonlance journey a little bit. My Dragonlance journey. So my Dragonlance journey started in the early '90s, actually. I think I was maybe a freshman in high school, which would put me around '93, '94. It might have been earlier, but um, my stepfather, who um, he's a retired English teacher who did um, middle school. He gave me a present that I got uh, that opened on Christmas. And lo and behold, it was the collected set of Chronicles. And I kind of, I was like, oh, this is interesting because I was always a fan of the Lord of the Rings and fantasy and other different novels like that. So I kind of put off reading it. But then I, when I finally, like a couple months later, I said, oh, I don't have any books to read right now because um, I always am constantly reading I dove into Chronicles and I was like, oh, my God, this is just great. I just voraciously tore through it. And then from there, um, I remember, because I didn't really know anything about Dragonlance. This is, uh, I really wasn't on the Internet at that time. The Internet was still kind of a new thing. Um, I mean, it was there, but I didn't really know too much about how to use it outside of going on, like, the BBS boards. If you remember those, that should date us. (laughs) But I started looking to find other Dragonlance novels. And it's funny because I picked up um, from there, I did end up picking up the Legends trilogy and that was OK. And, and of course, those were even a double down better. But then I picked up Dragons of Summer Flame and I started reading into it and I was like, this isn't right. So I found out about the second generation and everything. It just went from there. Um, I just read more and more and more Dragonlance. But it's funny because I didn't really get into the um, Dungeons and Dragons part until I was in my 20s. Um, I did play some second edition uh, D&D or AD&D, uh, but it was only like one or two games uh, that I remember playing at a friend's house and it never really went very far and I was young, but when I really got into it, I, you know, it was, I was coming out of my apartment complex I was in the military at the time. And I was about 22, 23 years old. And, um, I come down and I see a guy in my stairs and he's reading a, a 3.5 players guide. And I just kind of was like, yeah, you know, I'd seen him a few times and I introduced myself and he's like, yeah, man, we play our game. And he invited me over and, st- Started playing 3.5 D&D, and then um, the love for the game finally uh, transported into Crin later on. But I feel like I'm dominating this conversation.
1: I mean, people I have heard my you. story. So. No, no, people have heard my story already, and and they haven't heard your story completely. So, um, so you start you you came into the game at three and a
0: half. Yeah, three three point Dragon. I mean Dungeons and Dragons 3.5.
1: I, was, I just didn't know that, you know. I mean, so, some of us are old school like myself, second edition, but...
0: No, well, the first time I played D&D, I played like two two sessions of advanced. Or, yeah, second edition like you, but it didn't stick. You know what I mean? I remember but... having fun, and but I just didn't have any friends who played it.
1: See, so, yeah, so, yeah, and second edition for me it was everything I ever, ever wanted for, for an edition for a long time, because it was... Mm-hmm. I had a big group I played with. It was a lot of fun. We played after school. I so I started playing when I was in middle school. Oh, so that wow. was that was like you know we, we like to call that the uh, late eighties, early nineties.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So I, by the time uh second third edition rolled around, I actually I was done playing. Wow. I, I didn't stopped. Know that. Yeah, I stopped playing. I didn't play hardly a whole lot of three and a half.
0: Well, to be honest, what did get me interested in Dungeons and Dragons as a whole was that I played Baldur's Gate, and that was AD and D rules. Yep. But it, it, you know, it's not like playing a real game; it's all automated. And then I also played Icewind Dale, which I think they upgraded to three point five there. But then that was at that point I was ready to like, oh man, this D and D—it's got to be so much better at a table. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing a scripted computer game and there's gotta be more to that. And then I just, I signed on with this gaming group who were just these power forgotten realms players and like a whole new world opened up. I was gaming every weekend and drinking a lot of beer because everybody was pretty much in the military. um, All these guys, because at the time I was stationed in Norfolk, Virginia, all in the And that was my solid gaming group for like three, four years.
1: And I think drinking, drinking beers, is uh, isn't that like a required
0: course in the Navy? Uh, at least, I mean, the, the actual Navy song has drink to the phone. So yes, but I'm not saying I advocate for people to drink. I'm just saying I like to drink. That's not I'm bad. not saying <laughs> all,
1: all the people in the Navy drink either. It's just, uh, I, I just knew it was in the song. So
0: it's in the song. It's totally in the song. But eventually we played for about two, two, three or two and a half years and change. And then finally I just uh, got really interested in wanting to run my own. And, you know, the, there were two guys that DM'd back and forth and they were like, you know what? We need to break your turn. So I went out and bought the Dragonlance campaign setting and the age of mortals book. Uh, And I started, the first time I DM'd, I just kind of crapped out a, Quick campaign, you know. I actually used um, that little mini adventure. It's like not not Key of Destiny, but that other little mini adventure that's in the DLCs. I think. Um, I'd have to go get the book, but it's like you find like an elven sword or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what's called. But yes,
0: yeah. and I, so and we... I'd
1: like to apologize and, uh, on behalf of the world of Dragonlance about the Age of Mortals book.
0: <laughs> yeah that was a rough one I feel like they retconned everything in the next three, three books after that but the
1: yeah, next one that came it. after that was
0: Towers of Ice Sorcery which was like far one of my favorite ever uh, books that came from that series oh it's a fantastic book mm-hmm. But no, you're right, Age of Mortals had some issues but it wasn't all bad
1: no it's just there were so, so many glaring errors that's like oh Yeah, about two-thirds of this book can pretty much just be tossed now.
0: Yeah, and they did the same with some of the DLCS stuff, too.
1: Yeah, the DLCS are more forgiving because that was kind of their first... I mean, that was the first foray back into Dragonlance. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Age of Mortals, uh, they should... I mean, I appreciate everything they did with 3.5, but that Age of Mortals is kind of an ugly stain on, on, on a lot of great books. The
0: 3.5 books to me are still some of the best books. And, and maybe it's just because that's when I started DMing and that's when I really got into Dragonlance gaming. But for me, I love it. And I, I think every book that came out after Age of Mortals was an improvement. There were no bad books. And, and I, again, I don't think Age of Mortals was horrible, but I felt like everyone that came after was just that much better as they kind of, um, you know, got their stride. So uh, I can go. Uh, with you anyway, that. I kind of modeled my first campaign after. Okay. I'm out of my first campaign after a little bit of what I had read in the DLCS about the lynch trilogy with there being dragon overlords. And there was a good, um, there was a good copper, I think, or uh, like Iesta. Yep. And then there was Dundunus, and so I just kind of mined some of those things and, and dealing with the Legion of Steel and Knights and all that uh, over in the... Um, uh, is it the Plains of Dust area, I-, I think? God, it's been such a while since I've looked at a- uh,
1: it, it. You're right. It's it's way over there in the Plains of Dust that no one remembers.
0: Yeah, and there's like an attack coming from the Tarmacs. Yeah, so I just kind of like took the basics out of out of that uh, from what I read there and made a campaign. We only ended up getting maybe through like first to I think eighth or ninth level until I ended up not playing d and d with those guys because I got stationed down in pastgulala, Mississippi. Uh, and then from there, I started a campaign. I started my first key of destiny campaign. um so yeah. Uh, and I've run key of destiny in those age of mortals three times. (laughs) And on the third time I finally got it right. We finally got it finished when I upgraded the path. But yeah, uh, the gaming is near and dear to my heart. I love dragon Lance. I always have loved dragon Lance. I'm loving the fact that I'm able to kind of run a campaign for you dragon Lance veterans, which i'm having fun doing i just hope everybody else is having fun as well oh, i think most
1: people are i can't yeah. speak i can't speak for the whole group but i think uh, i think most of us are having a good time mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, re- surprising you you didn't really latch on to the novels huh
0: oh well no i did i mean i i just didn't dip onto that i no i've read my reading of the novels just got deeper and deeper and deeper um mm-hmm. I do know that my my reading habits kind of stayed gravitated towards the age of Mortals because that was where I was keeping my campaigns. Um, But I've gone back and read quite, quite a few. My, my, my collection is, I'm actually looking back at my bookshelf and pretty ridiculous. Um, I have as many hardcovers as I could get, but there's so many paperbacks, just piles of Dragonlance paperbacks. I haven't read, I haven't read the entire series. But I've uh, I've read quite a few. Well, so what what's your go to gr- now
1: trilogy? What's your what's a trilogy? If I said you had to read right now today, you would read immediately without double, without even thinking about it.
0: Well, uh, as we've I think I've mentioned in other episodes of The Mechanical, the King Priest trilogy is probably my favorite. Uh, I just feel like it was an area of time that was talked about but never really gone in depth on and uh chris pearson did something with that with those novels he made it self-contained he made a hero that i thought was worthy in in, in um Catherine twice born that i feel like i just wish that i wish there was more with him somehow and you know fist and Dantilus was fleshed out better um, you you see about the King Priest, how he wasn't necessarily a whore person at first, and you see his uh, eventual track towards his downfall. And it, it was just so immersive for me. And we really didn't get much in the uh, Age of Might, when technically there are no dragons, but the gods are still there. Uh, and I loved it. And I feel like you you feel similar. I know you've said nothing but good things about that trilogy.
1: Yeah, I enjoy the King, King Priest trilogy. I mean, it's it's a solid read. It's a fun read. All three books uh, really tell a whole story. You get a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, unlike some series we've discussed today, which we will not bring up right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I feel it. You know, Song of Ice and Fire. But hey, <laughs> that's a whole different discussion on a different podcast.
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You're right. That is a different discussion. Well, what's your favorite three? What's your favorite trilogy? Oh, Dwarven Nations.
1: The the original Dwarven Nations.
0: Ooh. See, now that's that's one I haven't read.
1: It's to me, it's a fun read. Um, it's it's not it's not literary. It's not going to win win any type of uh, novel award, but it's a fun read. It's got some great history on Thoradin. Mm-hmm and and not the Barden but Thorden and yeah. it's the first book that really t- dives into life there and why they left okay. and, they, and then you find out how they discovered the and built built on there and how it's just it's just a fun trilogy i've read it probably a dozen times um i'll read it again um eventually here down the road just just mm-hmm. because it is it is just lighthearted and uh the characters are are dwarves? Which, of course, which I
0: enjoy. So yes, you do, and you play a, you play a dwarf very well. I've read the Dwarf Home trilogy, and I enjoyed that a lot.
1: Yeah, I also enjoyed that one too quite a bit. Uh, that's, that, that's another fun fun read. Factor there's a great character in, it, in there named Garen Hammerstrike, uh, which uh, which may, may or may not be uh, my character, but <laughs> I, I, helped, uh, I helped I uh, helped. Doug Niles research uh, uh, the second book, because the first book has had a lot of glaring errors. So in the second book, he included my character in the, as just a, a, a cameo. but the characters uh, are in uh, are in Hillholm um, um and they're they're at a bar. and they're asking questions about what's going on in the area, and it's like, oh, Garen hammer hammer strike a dwarf who seems to know what's going on with <laughs> all the information.
0: That's so, awesome! I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, because yeah, Niles had asked me if I wanted to put a character into the book, and uh, I—that's the one I gave him.
0: You know, I love Doug Niles. I like a lot of his work, but he has had a few glaring issues with continuity and some stuff.
1: Some of that we can talk off camera. How it was caused? So,
0: no, it's, it's not- okay. I don't know.
1: It's not, then, all, it's, it's not all on him. It, it is somewhat on him, but sometimes um, some folks he asked for information for, from gave him bad
0: information. Yeah, of course. No, I know how that works, which is crap. Um, but it's okay because, again, I love his work. I've read at least 10 or 11 of his novels, and I've enjoyed them all.
1: Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed most of his. Um, I, I know a lot of folks, the, the Rise of Salamnia series was not their favorite.
0: You know, I I still enjoyed those novels. It had some flaws, but I still liked it. Especially, I liked what the... It was the first time that I felt like Salamnia, which had been a fractured nation for decades, was finally kind of... Even though uh, James Markham is, is not necessarily your picturesque knight, he did what he needed to do in unifying the country.
1: It's chaotic.
0: Of course, he reminds me more of like a Battlestar Galactica, the, the 2003 version char- type character. Um, like, and, and, you know, those were the kind of characters that were popular being written about during that, that part of the decade anyway. It was all post-9-11 um, issues. And I feel like a lot of that was reflected in, in that trilogy.
1: Well, the one thing I really loved about that trilogy was Ankar. Oh, yeah. Great villain.
0: Yeah, and how often do you see half-giants in Dragonlance? Half-ogres. Oh, he's a half... I thought he was a Is he a half-ogre? He's a half-ogre. Even then, how often?
1: You don't. I mean, how often do you see an an intelligent ogre in in Dragonlance?
0: Well, uh, there's one that comes to
1: mind by the name of Golgrin. But isn't he more of a titan, though? Or uh, an urda? Whatever he's turning himself into?
0: Sure. But even before that, he he shows up in the military. Isn't, isn't he? In the, is it Goldgren, or am I thinking of somebody else? He starts you're, you're, in, right. in the Minotaur yeah. trilogy. Yeah. And then he gets the Ogre trilogy. Behind.
1: Yep. No, you're right. That's that's the character.
0: I mean, they said though he might he might have some elven blood in him, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just once again we have it's, we're it's, up to two now. We're we're up to. Two two intelligent ogre that's, characters.
0: That's all I can think of. So, uh, well, it's, I, 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 it's
1: a, I can't think of any other ogres. <laughs> uh, any other ogres that are smart. The the rest of them, even in that ogre trilogy, aren't very intelligent. Not like the minotaurs. The minotaurs got a lot of love. Yeah. Baffles me.
0: Writer, that's that's in their uh, that's their number one cheerleader. Yeah, uh, the thing though,
1: he makes minotaurs actually interesting. He does. That's the crazy thing is before he started writing about Minotaurs, it was they, they were just f- fodder.
0: Well, he started pretty early too because Legend of Huma came out pretty when I don't even know what year that came out. It was early on though.
1: I mean, I'm I'm thinking I'm talking like '80s fodder type stuff. You know, Minotaurs even in in uh, Greek mythology. Min- Minotaurs yes. aren't, aren't exactly something cool. It's, they're in a maze, and you have to jump
0: over them. <laughs> yeah, they were mostly just bestial monsters that may have an axe or something.
1: Yeah, so I mean, he brought he, he brought
0: them. You're right.
1: Yeah, he brought life to them, and and until until that, even early 80s Dragonlands, you know, Carthae and, and Mythos were both kind of just forgotten areas of the map.
0: Nope, They only kind of show up against, you know, uh, uh, eventual villains during the War of the Lands. I totally agree. And that's that's another thing I love about Dragonlance is they take, they don't have, they took away some of the standard monsters that everybody used in the realms like Drow and Orcs. Uh, And Orcs go back even to Lord of the Rings. Uh, And so they took and they humanized. Let's not say humanized, but they characterized minotaurs, and they characterized ogres, and they characterized. They they kind of did a deep delve into the elves instead of making them. If you look at the Lord of the Rings elves, they're they're these immortal, godlike angel types with all types of power who never die unless they're killed. and then they took these elves and and made them a, a different type of society, made them xenophobic, um, and they uh, they just spent a lot of time kind of going into the history of that. And and I love that Dragonlance is that has that romantic feel towards it. Um, and I know so many people think that Dragonlance is just oh, it's just the War of the Lance and it's over. Namely, some main game designers who yeah, whatever, but there's so much there to do with and to adventure in and, and to, to there's these little nooks and crannies and small little countries that you can, and cities that have so much depth and flavor and characterization that you can bring into your games that you can read about. And there's just, there's always something new to learn and that, that's what has always kept me interested.
1: Uh, and not to speak of, there's three other continents that never get really explored. I mean, Taladis gets, it gets a box set and a trilogy. Well, that trilogy did a lot. <laughs> it it <laughs> did, it. but once again, the argument is it's probably you know it can be retconned pretty darn quickly.
0: Well, he blew it up at the end of the trilogy. Spoilers. Well, but you know, it. not not so bad to where everything is gone. Just everything is, the the landscape has been changed oh. yet again.
1: <laughs> are we talking? Or are we talking Planet of the Eighth? You know. <laughs>
0: From the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> not that bad, but in <laughs> certain parts, close.
1: <laughs> but but the trilogy starts off with I have dreams, so it, there, yeah. there, there's there's outs. You know, if someone came back with a great tale of this idea, there's there's ways around around it. But the, then you got Atlantis, which only got a fan source book, yep. which which got some great names on the cover. Um, it does,
0: namely you. Yeah, that was one of your... uh, Fruit of your loins, sir.
1: (laughs) That was a fun book. That was a fun group to write with. Yeah, uh, there's
0: some cool stuff going on there. Then you got the Ith
1: Karari continent type thing. I I can never pronounce that one right. Um, Or no. Just a a tiny little area. Then you got the Dragon Isles that never get talked about other than in passing
0: so uh, we were talking about the tarmacs, and other than some races of Ancelot stuff, and maybe a little bit, did they did they go in deep on that in in, in the uh, Lynchet trilogy? or no. I mean not, not deep enough. I mean,
1: well, it deserves more.
0: yeah,
1: I mean, it, it's kind of just glossed over r- really, if you it, as I think about it, mm-hmm. The Lynch trilogy was a good opening, and it needed it needed a follow
0: up. Yeah. Um, another is another country is the Shattered Lands, which is R- Ryodo, um, which I feel like I don't know if that was ever mentioned in any books. I think it's in
1: one of the source books listed somewhere, but it's, there's no description. I think it's just it's
0: just listed as a name. Yeah. Um. But there's some there's some decent information on there, which is, it, it's very asian theme, I believe. Yep. So there's plenty to do, and we've got... So if you go to the Nexus, you can... If you go into the tab on uh, the Nexus 2.0, it'll say Other Shores, and you'll find information about Ryoto at Latam... How how do you say that again? Latam. There you go. And we're... And, um, why did I just have a brain fart? Um, nothing about the Itham car- carnivore, nothing. No,
1: <laughs> no but he, he had some stuff on Taladus, though. So.
0: Yeah. And actually there is a three point or a third edition 3.5 book. That's pretty good. That was written by, um, I don't remember who wrote it, but he had something to do with the original, uh, box set, I think. And, um, there's some good information there that I actually used. I'm running um, the Tyranny of Dragons campaign in Teladus for my other Dragonlands game. We're currently on hiatus because some of my players don't like playing on Roll20, uh, and they only want to play live. Right, so that kind of cut the groove in half, so we were on hiatus for a while. Uh, but we got through the first chapter of the, of the Tyranny of Dragons, and putting it in Teladus is Talados however you say it, is, uh, was pretty cool, uh, and I've had a lot of fun doing
1: that. Now, I'm not going to correct any pronunciations because, I, once again, these are made-up words.
0: This is true. They're <laughs> not real words. I always,
1: la- I always laugh when people are like, no, it's said this way. That's, but it's not a real words. So. Do you say Talados
0: or do you say Talatus?
1: I say Talados.
0: Okay. I will keep that in mind. I I, but I, I also I, I also say Toledo's
1: too sometimes, so it's not it's not a huge thing. I don't
0: even know anymore. Who went? I? Mean, I? Who it's, not, it's not like <laughs> raceland <laughs> wrestling. Well, that one we we know has been corrected by Margaret herself. Yes. Well, I'm raceland was wrestling.
1: What? Raceland? Uh, it's, it's got a little twang to it, you know. Raceland's
0: wrestling. Rasslin'. He's not wrestling. He's just raceland. No, oh, he's he's it's it's wrestling, like wrestling. He's not wrestling though. He's casting magic. Hey,
1: hey. hey. You don't know what you don't know what happened in Raceland's daughter behind the behind the closed oh doors.
0: god. Let, let's not start that age old argument. So many fans are so passionate about it. I don't even know why. Because they called it a Kendertale.
1: <laughs> it's, it's in a short story book.
0: I know, but he even says it. He retcons it himself in the next in the next novel. He's like, no, I didn't do that.
1: And it's like, oh, that must be Usha. Oh, Usha
0: <laughs> da- married pa- Palin. Oh, it's cousins, first cousins. Hey, I thought so. We're not talking about Game of Thrones. Did we just switch over? No, not quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's
1: never going to finish it. So,
0: oh, see, folks, this is this is. <laughs> Chuck is getting his jabs in because we were we were going back and forth about the Game of Thrones novels and how I love them and he's convinced that he'll never finish them.
1: It's been three thousand plus
0: days. Oh, there's your picture, huh? I didn't need to do that. I don't know why I did that. I pressed the button.
1: Huh. Anyway,
0: I'll turn that off. I say, um, it's, it's been
1: it's been nine years.
0: <laughs>
1: I've had I know. two two children since then. <laughs> My oldest oldest is in double digits. I'm up to three kids. I've got a dog, a mortgage. The dude
0: stays too busy. He does. I, I agree with you there. But that being said, COVID has made him forced to write. He can't go to conventions. He can't do anything other than write. And if you've read his blog, he's finished off quite a few chapters. Anyway, not what we're talking about. We're talking about Dragonlance. You got me off topic. Actually, I got myself off.
1: Topic. Whatever. Well, we 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 had to cross into some something some sometimes. So don't cross the
0: streams, Chuck. We <laughs> talked.
1: <laughs> so what what else keeps keeping you in Dragonlance? I mean, is there anything else that's oh. keeping you knocking knocking on the door? I got an invite
0: <laughs> to the back in 2014, and I started doing that, and and then I got uh. I was also asked to help with the social media by Trampus, uh, who I was referred to by my friend Dave. Uh, he is—he was a moderator um, on the uh, Dragonlands Nexus forums, um, which are still in existence, but not—not not, you know—not as big as it was.
1: Rest in peace, forums. Rest in peace. They're still there. They're still there. People still post, but it's like the same ten dudes, I think. I'm pretty sure it's just the same dude with 10 accounts.
0: <laughs> That's not nice. There's still people there. I know there are. But um, So I, I started doing the social media first, and I guess Trampus liked what I was doing. And then I got invited to the Canticle, and I've been a member ever, ever since. And it's been great, because I've got to know you, Chuck, and I've got to know quite of the other folks, Tim, John, Weldon, other peoples, Trampus. So you guys keep me engaged. Uh, and now we moderate a, a big Dragonlance Adventures private group that just is growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. We've, like, tripled its member content since we kind of took it over from the original creators.
1: So, that's what happens when you get focused people.
0: Well, right. Uh, and if yeah, you're out there, good. folks. And, and then there's us. if you're on there guys use the search function I guarantee you we see the same five posts about the Dragonlance movie or which character's better Uh, no
1: no no my favorite one is the Dragonlance movie was made today which character should be in it and then they named characters from from the 90s yeah that's so weird too it's like Mel Gibson Uh, no he cannot play Riverwind
0: <laughs> I want to say something, and I won't because it's it's best I bite my tongue. So
1: Arnold cannot be Cameron any- or K- Caramon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why people do that, but that's fine. Like I said, you know, you see once you moderate something long enough, you see the secular return of posts, but. Um, it's still good. And if you're if you're on Facebook, join the group. Um, it's private, so you gotta agree to some rules, but it's a fun time. And then of course we are also on Dragonlands Facebook page, which is more of this the normal Dragonlance content. And then of course we are on Twitter at, at DL Nexus, and I help run all of that, and I just keep the word about Dragonlands going. One cool thing I want to mention is death saves is putting out a raceland t-shirt and i want it really bad precious have you seen that it's 35 dollars. i don't care worth it and if that means that if some people buy enough t-shirts maybe it'll show you know show some folks that because it's drag it's dungeons and dragons licensed yes it's joe Manginello's stuff but it's still licensed sells a lot maybe it will show people that dragon lance is still out there just i just just wish it came in a different color you don't like the absence of color.
1: I don't like black. Like, I, I don't like black shirts in general. It's form-fitting. It makes you look
0: skinnier. Come on.
1: It's 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 still black. It's hot. It's I, <laughs> I live in a place we have sun a lot, so I sweat. Uh, I do I really love, do. love the Dragonlance logo on the back, though.
0: Yes, that, that is, is super
1: cool. That is sweet, and I do like the Magier constellation because Raeslin's last name is Magier.
0: Haha, <laughs> I get it.
1: Uh, I don't think a lot of folks did. Apparently, that <laughs> should be his consolation. Well, his consolation um, never technically existed.
0: Only in uh, a certain timeline, but it was an hourglass anyway. It wasn't the the rose, isn't that what the Majerus? Yeah, is it's it the hourglass, and I,
1: I saw the argument going on on the, a certain author's page with some folks that they were. Upset with the choice, so they wanted the hourglassments. It's like, you know, it's, it's it, to me, it's better with Majir because that's who it is. That's their name,
0: that's, that's the is. last name. I'm okay with it. I think it makes sense. And then, honestly, if you're a casual fan, you don't know too much about Majir, you can look it up and you'll be like, oh, and then maybe you'll look up other Dragonlance stuff. And then we, can, you know, bring more attention to Dragonlance so we can get more Dragonlance thing. Cool.
1: And there's also the Soft short shirt is uh, available too on Death Saves.
0: Yep. And that's a pretty cool shirt. It's pretty metal. I have metal, that one. Metal AF.
1: I have I have the Lord Soft black shirt already, so
0: Yeah, I need to get that one. I don't have it. I don't have any of them. I um I had t-shirts made uh, that I made for my gaming group when we when we finished the Age of Mortals trilogy. And I had one for when I finished playing the Asian Mortals trilogy with my friends in Maryland um, a couple years back So, And they are similarly made, Uh, but yeah, I don't have any like official merchandise and I do like the fact that it's got the old school Dragonlance emblem on there.
1: I'll probably end up buying the Raceland shirt, but I'll do so under protest. You won't protest that. It should come in, in, in white. <laughs> the cooler color. Cooler
0: color. <laughs> I mean, honestly, in these days of, of pandemic, are you really spending a lot of time outside other than exercising?
1: Um, no. Around other people? No.
0: <laughs> then you should be fine.
1: then my wife judges me
0: (laughs) she judges you for wearing a black shirt that may or may not have fictional characters from a Dungeons and Dragons themed book and novel
1: I mean I've already wear enough Star Wars shirts I mean what's one more (laughs) what's one more I mean really come on yeah Uh, well anything else we need to add here no I feel like five minutes
0: I feel like I've jabbered long enough uh, and jumped around like a Kendra would in conversation.
1: I, I, I think we have enough for another discussion down the road, so.
0: Okay, yeah, totally down for that. And yes, that will be cool. All but right. yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening and thanks for letting me jabber on for a while.
1: No no problem. Thanks for being on here, Ed. And uh, we'll be picking up next episode with uh, something fantastic to discuss. Uh, I know I posted about it already, but apparently I'm having an old man brain fart at this moment. Yep, old man brain fart. So, it'll be a surprise for the next episode, but it'll be a good one. Oh, we're talking about Istar.
0: Oh, that's right! That will be a great one, being that we also talked about priest stuff uh, Yes, sir. I am so looking forward to that and there might be a
1: post discussion um, in the next uh, episode with uh, Trampas and I talking psionics so uh, for those uh, of you who uh, have some feelings stay tuned for that after the next episode so my um, feelings
0: <laughs> is, anyway,
1: you do you <laughs> hey, my, my feeling about psionics is you put it into a bag and light it on fire and then the neighbors <laughs> stomp it out
0: Works fine on other worlds. Exactly. But Trampus will make a very engaging argument for it.
1: I know. I, I, so I know. And the man loves them. And and I and, and I respect the man.
0: <laughs> it'll be a riveting conversation, and I'm glad it's you.
1: Well, uh, stay classy there, Dragonlance fans, as we sign off here. I'm Chuck. I'm in. And have a great life. And a good night.